Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Tom Spence, Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing when the present started. I think it's about now no it's okay <laughs> Wait, we, it's, it's yeah. no it's not no, oh well, we missed it no hang on it's gone the, um, the new one coming thank you i'm here all week uh carry on nick so, so you know how uh when you're like i think i can't remember who said it I, i've got yates in my head someone no someone said yeah ev- things that uh, were true when you were a kid are boring and old-fashioned yeah things that happen in your 20s are exciting and new and then anything that happens from your 30s or 40s onwards is terrible and, abo- and an abomination yes um but this question of of sort of what normal it means what 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 is life like now what can we expect to know when we speak to someone when we make a reference to something is it recent enough for that to be reasonable you know mm. if i talk to you about the pandemic mm. We know what we're talking about. Mm. Lockdown, recent enough that I can say, um, oh, do you remember lockdown? You won't say which one, mm. or, you know, or anything like that. Um, the This has been sort of uh, formalized by a place called Beloit College in the US, where okay. they've been since, I think, 2000 or since the late 90s, have been producing mindset lists, okay. which are really designed to be a reminder to professors and things that, that the new kids who are joining uh, at the university are not, there's going to be loads of things they don't understand. Oh, so it's an actual yeah. proper kind of help yeah. tip so, guide so, kind of thing. So the, the class of 2002, for example, yeah. um, don't remember the Challenger disaster, don't remember the Cold War, mm. they didn't fear nuclear war, mm. um, they never owned a record player. So these were all things that at the time, I mean, that seems so obvious to us now, but remember that was 20 years ago. Mm. So 20 years ago, it would have been, you'd need to remind people, okay, they don't know what a record player is, these new kids who are coming in. Then in 2012, the on the list was it's the, they're the same age as Harry Potter. Um, they've always had GPS. Mm. Uh, the, the Warsaw Pact to them is as hazy and mm. uh, long ago as the League of Nations or whatever to, yeah, to yeah, our yeah. parents. Yeah. Um, McDonald's has always used vegetable oils oil for fries instead of beef tallow. Um, oh, and okay. Windows 3.0 came out the year they were born. Okay. So that's that's that to me it's like oh that is definitely new. Like that is not. I, I I could if I said Windows 3.0 people I I think of that as you, you know, could have, a, a relatively new kind of thing. Well, you could have just told me that, that just revolutionised 3.0, yeah. and I'd have gone, oh, okay, brilliant. But it, it sort of revolutionised computing, and I and I remember how what it was like before then and what it was like after yeah. then. So to me, it's not a kind of always been around thing. And then the 2019, which was the last list I looked at, because somebody else has taken over this list and it's crap now. Uh, but the um, it was the newspapers have always had colour pictures. When you say the turn of the century, then they'll say which one. Right. Um, and Poland, Hungary, and Czechia have always been NATO members, for example. So they're the things that are on that list. Yeah. The question is what, well, why do we need these, right, for a start? Why, why do we need to be reminded that things yeah. have changed? Why do we fail to notice that things have changed or become a long time ago? Um, and, uh, yeah, why is it something that, that you can sort of correct for or is it just well you're doomed i'm doomed to be a person from the late 70s and i will never really know what it's like to see the world as a as someone who's 25 
Like, and uh, so is it like, well, okay, I can, I can look at these lists and go, well, I must remember not to assume they know what that is. But is there really, is that a gulf that we can't really bridge? So we need to be careful on this one, um, not to be banal. Right. Um, Why would we do that? Yeah. We're never banal. <laughs> no. Uh, because... Asinine, but not banal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is it not, I mean, I was sort of listening to some of the questions you were asking there, but um, isn't it a question of, hey, there's this thing which is corporate knowledge, um, and that changes um, and in overlapping sense, it changes over time inevitably, and that's it, and you just kind of got to deal with it. I mean, isn't that it? Well, um, over to you, Tom, as young person. Yeah. Tom's uh, an old person. What are you now? Oh, that's a very private question. Yeah, eh? a very private question. I'm 27. 27. So you're not a really a young person anymore. Ancient. It's yeah. Like... I'm practically retired. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, all I'll say before we hand over to him is that it was in my, when I was that age, there were definitely cultural phenomena I, I didn't know what they were. So it was things like Twilight was massive. And I had no idea what I it was. I don't know what Twilight is. No, exactly, because you're an old person like yeah. me. But it was like a huge cultural phenomenon. What and is it Twilight? Was, I've got me. Oh, some now. series of books about vampires. He probably. Oh, knows. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. point. Never read them. No, but you know what they are. Yeah. Um, but the point is that when I was when I was his age, yeah. that is when things like that started happening. Like yeah. people were talking about stuff, and I didn't know what the hell they were on about. Mm. But right. again, I don't. Know, how do we? Have I framed this in the wrong way? How do we make this meaningful? This discussion. Well, uh, I think the, the outline why uh, it's a good. It's an interesting question: is why do we sort of crystallize in our understanding of the world and then don't uh, be, become blind to new things that mm. are really important to the generations that follow? Mm. Yeah, well, we fail to notice that something has not been the case for some time. Yeah, you human know. nature. But I think the the opposite is true as well, right? Like your point about Hungary having always been a NATO member, it's self-evident that it hasn't always been a NATO yeah. member. So why is it that someone for whom it has always has been a NATO member for their whole life wouldn't think, oh yeah, there must have been a time when it wasn't? Yeah, well, it goes that, both ways. That That's my slight beef with these lists mm. is that they do assume a huge amount of naivety in, they gen massively generalize. So they, they're, sort of, they're, they're, they're there to try and paint us the straw man trope of the students that they're, that they're going to be coming in in any given intake. So they hugely generalize, but they also assume assume a lot of naivety. And they're the one, I sort of read a few of these lists and I thought, I don't quite get where that one's going because yes, anyone with half a brain would go, this is true now, but it, there's no reason why it would necessarily be have been true in the past. I mm. think the, the most informative, as I come up with many taxonomy, the types of things in the list mm. um the most informative ones are the kind of cultural development ones the technology development ones um and the ones which are sort of points of points in history like the release of a film or a particular mm. a particular event they're the most useful um because they they sort of they they provide you with that historical framework on which uh people their perception of their part of the historical framework mm. Mm. informs their opinions um, rather than the sort of statement of some sort of uh, perceived or expected opinion about something that actually is is a, is a bit of a straw man that anyone with half a brain wouldn't actually mm. have that opinion. Okay. I think it's interesting yeah. that you raise that as well because I was looking at something similar, the types of things in the list um, and how that's changed as the list has developed. Mm. And in the earlier years, there were far more of those factual statements. You know, people joining at this age were not alive when the Berlin Wall fell. Yeah. That mm. kind of thing. Um, but as you go 
further and further in time. So I'm looking particularly, for example, at the the one for, that would have been for me, the class of 2016, um, that has assertions such as, ah, oh, they've never seen an airplane ticket. I can assure you I've seen <laughs> an airplane ticket in my life. Like, yeah. they, they become, over time, I think it's an interesting uh, parallel, really, to the list itself, is that as the people creating the list have got further and further away from from this age, it becomes more and more shaking yeah, so the fist at the so clown. The, the original yeah. list kids these days, yeah. they don't even know what plane tickets are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 quali- the quality of editorial has gone down from the original concept. Yeah, I, I mean, there is, and there's also this assumption, I mean, fair enough, this is what it's designed for, but that the responsibility is all on the professors to sort of get down with the kids. Mm. Um, and yeah, maybe it's, you know, maybe if you think... I don't think if, they say if, get down with the kids anymore, Nick. Um, if you think that there's never been record players, right, it's your job to work out that there were. Mm. You know, as Tom was saying, like, you you, you shouldn't... We don't necessarily... Part of maturity is sort of actually learning about things that happened before you were born. I feel like we're and m- fact, moaning about millennials again. No, no, because millennials are in their 40s. We're, you're, see, you're, you're confused. You're, you, you think young people are millennials. They're not. Millennials I, are really old. I feel like we're moaning about young people. Well, we're not. I I'm actually, not. I think it's almost the opposite. For, for me, I think As such this young comes back person to we're yeah. about old people. We're moaning about I, boomers. Just I, go, no, it's I not that. I think this it's comes this. to what Peter said. The the things like you know, um, students now would not have been around for nine eleven. I think that's an interesting thing that actually professors should take into account when they're teaching, because you may need to explain more of the context around it and how people reacted to it and so on. That's almost like a useful thing to know for teaching. Whereas I disagree that about taking that into account if we're talking about if we're talking about a university class, but I do think they need to be taught it obviously, but at school, not at university. But anyway, keep going. Potentially, yeah. Um, but that an example event. Others yeah. may be more university specific. Yeah. Um, whereas the more cultural ones are almost the opposite. I think they're ones where it's it represents a sort of a lack of understanding that people do know about things that mm. happened in the past you know that that corporate knowledge you said it doesn't just disappear it's not like a whole chunk of a year's worth of knowledge disappears every year mm. <laughs> you know yeah. it might fade as it goes into the background but you know people have I mean, even though record players have made a resurgence you know back in the early list in the 2000s people would still have heard of record players you know yeah. Yeah. no one was looking at them and you know hitting them with a hammer going i wonder what this thing does <laughs> and, right and, yeah and I, yeah i i I'm, I'm with tom i think there's the, the list of fun uh there you t- the, the how useful they are is a questionable because i think in that lear- in the learning setting that they're designed for use you should the professors should assume one thing really and that's the willingness and a sort of thirst to learn yeah on their students who will if you said oh well this you, know, you used the record player as an analogy for something and they'd never heard of one you'd expect someone to stick up their hand or google it right and and work out for themselves what a record player is and why that is a culturally relevant analogy for the thing students you're now about. have always been able to google things <laughs> <laughs> and and also, I wonder if the students themselves were consulted on these lists as they were compiled, or is it just a bunch of old professors putting it all together and going, "Oh, the kids need to know about this," well, and they didn't uh, well, check the, first. But, uh, so there's a good question because they won't know what should be on that right. list. Yeah, that's, well, that in theory, exactly. that's the premise of this: is that um, we're trying to map things that are, let's say, in quite strongly in our in our 
sort of knowledge domain mm. and which are very salient and which we can't imagine someone not knowing that are mysteriously absent from, you know, a, a young person's. And, and we, we don't know that. We haven't noticed that this has dropped off the kind of collective cultural map of young people. Uh, and it's not too, too dissimilar to actually when you've got, you know, someone from a totally different culture and, you, and you're trying to have a conversation with them uh, about something, you know, like, I don't know, like a famous TV celebrity or, um, you know, some political institution or something. You realise, OK, they don't actually really know what the House of Commons is or something. And you're mm. like, you know, OK. Presumptive knowledge. Yeah. That's the, is, that, is that the technical term for? I don't know. I just made it up. But yeah. I think it should be. Yeah. That sense of like, OK, these are things that just, it's the shared cultural cultural touch touchstones but we, we're trying to work out what's missing from one person's and present in an, in mine right but also potentially this sort of speaks volumes about the institution itself where that institution is located for example mm. um in, in this particular example that we're talking about because also it doesn't talk i i don't know if they the same university has a, a list of things that someone from another country might need to know is mm. they've just looked at it in terms of generations so actually or things that things that you're Things that you should know that your professors might call on uh, yeah. when, they're, when, they're, when they're giving their lectures. Yeah, I don't, so exactly. How can you help like your lecturer out? Yeah. Know, yeah. And also, but also the cultural thing. I remember chatting with some Syrians um, a few months ago. Um, I think I was in Poland. But, um, and I was talking to them about Northern Ireland for some reason. Mm. I can't remember why. And they were just absolutely fascinated and astonished by this whole Catholic uh, Protestant thing. And they said, what? So, what, so you... Christians aren't just Christians mm. um, and I say yeah no it's like you no know, Sunnis and Shias right it, and that's exactly right. how I explained it yeah. and he was like oh okay that's interesting you know anyway I, I digress um, we'll, go, we'll go back to the other lists yeah uh, I, 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 I thought it'd be rather fun to extend the list back in time that would be really quite a useful repository well it would yeah well, and also do, that might be something we should do I've got some theories that I want to throw so out. So definitely want to hear these theories because also and, and pace of change is an interesting mm. thing and, and yeah. things like that. Uh, but Nick, let's yeah. hear your... So my first point, and I think this is... Okay, so we've got these two things. Firstly, why do we... Well, actually, the boil down to the same thing. The question one is why, why do we sort of not realise that something's changed or that something which we think is recent was actually quite a long time ago and we can't assume young people have heard. And the same thing, I think, which is the, what Tom mentioned, was why is it that sort of young people um, overgeneralise from their experience and, you know, perhaps might naturally assume that the past was more similar than, than to the present than in mm, fact it is. Mm. Um, so I think there's this aspect that when you have lived through something, it acquires a huge amount of connot of connotations and richness, right? That um, you, it's really hard to communicate through sort of telling someone. So the, right. an example might be something like um, you, Tom is aware that people didn't used to have mobile phones. You're mm. aware of that, right? Well, I am now. And you're aware, <laughs> you're aware that in the 90s when people wanted to meet up at, at a pub, they couldn't just sort of ring up each other on a phone. I wasn't allowed into pubs in the nineties. No, you weren't. But um, but the the point is that you're aware that 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 people used to still nevertheless somehow meet up without mobile phones. You know that, but you've never done I, it. I assume you've never, it was like never brownie in motion. Yeah, just people just random randomly jobs. appeared. But it, but it, but the point is that you you can sort of imagine what you think it was like mm. making a social arrangement without mobile phones. 
but you're probably wrong on all kinds of very small details, right? And then there's all kinds of things that you think, well, okay, so how did we remember people's phone numbers? We had a phone book mm. and we wrote people's numbers in it. How did we make a phone call? Well, there were phone boxes that you could use, mm. you know, and what did you need to do to use a phone box? You had to have, you know, 10p or a phone card. What's a phone card? Well, there were these all of this stuff that we know because we lived through it. And and which uh, the concept of of you know uh, let's say making a phone call yeah and how to use a payphone without without actually paying by the way is another one well we won't get onto more of your criminal behaviour from the past we've covered that already on a different <laughs> podcast but but the point is that that there's there's, so there's such a rich tapestry of experience yeah, 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 tied yeah, yeah, into yeah. that yeah um and it is impossible to communicate that to someone yeah, you just yeah. can't yeah. You, you can tell someone about it but there's it's going it's to lack kind of depth. Um, so that's why I think there's this this problem of of being able to try and pass that knowledge on. But it's just really really hard because there's so much embedded in that in that concept. But the other one is is that I think and why it's so emotive as well. Maybe. Yeah. But sorry, keep going. Well, the other point I'd make is that it, it's also a problem that we don't actually haven't really evolved to have to deal with. In that change is very uh, it would have been very rare for in the evolutionary right. environment. Yeah. You know, you, you can spend the first 10, 15 years learning how the world works, where the water sources are, where the, where the antelope live. Um, and once you've got the hang of that, you, that's it. You're fully functioning. Yeah. It's not gonna, you don't need to keep learning about mm. the world beyond a certain amount of time. Like, and the fact that we kind of have to and it's really changed a lot and, and there's new, there, there, all the facts have changed yeah. is not something we are kind of naturally grown up with. Exactly. It was like that for your great-grandfather and it will be like that for your yeah. great-grandson as well, that kind of thing, maybe. Um, great. Tom, um, anything to add at this point? Well, I think Nick's point on um, conveying the feeling rather than mm. sorry, the facts was an interesting one. And I think that's actually where this list has been attempting to go in the more recent years. And I think that's almost been its downfall. Right. So, and looking at the class of 2016 list, one of the more recent ones, you know, there are points on there that, you know, um, Bill Clinton is a senior statesman of whose presidency they may have little knowledge. That's, that's more factual. Mm. But then there are other things like their lives have been measured in the fundamental particles of life, bits, bytes, and boards, which I think is cringy. almost, it's, it's, really cringy. Cringy. it's really cringy, but it's almost the opposite to what you were describing. I might not be able to conjure up the feeling of using a payphone to, to call home from university, right? But equally, these professors are creating their own kind of almost almost orientalist view of what <laughs> it's like people. to be a young person. <laughs> the noble <Yeah>. young person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, and, there, there's, and you know, other points on here are things like, they've always lived in cyberspace, addicted to a new generation of electronic narcotics. Yeah. You know, they're, they're these imagined um, yeah. cultural mm. markers that are, are not really actually yeah, based yeah. on any empirical maybe, evidence. Maybe yeah. an exercise for the listener who's interested and looks up these lists, but some of the lists, I remember there's a big block of text that describes what it is for, and I think it describes what how it was created. I didn't actually read any of them, I just skipped straight to the list. But it felt like when I scanned through some some of them that there was a the different the, the way that the list had been formulated was different. So the mm. early lists felt like it was just a bunch of professors in a room at the pub like thinking up facts that people wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah, some genuinely looking sort of at, helpful. Yeah, just looking on the history timeline and going, yep, they wouldn't know that. They would never have heard of this. Da, da, da. The, later, the latter ones feel they're more like they've been some sort of workshop with the students who were sort of joining or had left that, were leaving that year or had just joined or something mm. to say, what are the people sort of immediately behind you 
what do they know and care about? Right. And it bit, it was they sort of did a bit of crowdsourcing, and that's where you get some of this young person bullshit coming in. <laughs> did they <laughs> hire the most cringe people they could find? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they went lazy, and they said rather doing it themselves, and seeing it as an opportunity to gen up on the generations that they're going to be teaching. They went, okay, just throw I th put post-its on this board, and we'll take the best ones and take it into a list. But also, because some of the stuff there starts to sound massively twee and annoying, right? Which... So maybe yeah, they did get the younger people to do it because mm. <laughs> because because young people are twee and annoying, be massively twee and annoying. No, that you have you, met, have you me? met old people? <laughs> that <laughs> that reads to me like someone in their late twenties who thinks they're still with it mm. has written it. I, I think we I, missed out on a massive. Hey, um, I'm in my late twenties. Yeah, but you don't think yeah. you're with it. I, I think because you're not. <laughs> but by the way, I just noticed he's wearing an Echo and the Bunnyman uh, t-shirt. Oh yeah, he's, he's uh, got Echo a lot and of the Bunnyman have never school, existed. Yeah. Well, Tom um, was telling me all about how much he loves Are You Being Served? Yeah, you're it a bit great. of a... Um, what's Whereas the... kids these days, they're just addicted <laughs> to electronic narcotics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Are you're... You Being Served? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think your, your point about the changing makeup or changing process of making the list is interesting because they state that um, it was created as a reminder to faculty to be, faculty to be aware of dated references. And... It, I would say it's not that anymore. Mm. No, I, I think probably what happens is the, the, the sort of second or last year students, they go, give us a list of all the outdated references that your people have used. And that's that a that big list. best way of that, doing it. But that it? doesn't yeah. explain where these, uh, these, you know, sort of pseudo philosophical statements well, about. Well, there'd be pretentious people. That that yeah. <laughs> come from. I think we're only. You're speculating. Yeah, I'm we spe don't know. I'm so, so uh, w look, <clears throat> there's something else which we haven't touched on, which is the perception of time uh, passing, mm. which I think is an element of this. Because, uh, so what we're saying is, I think people that we think we think things are not as long ago as they are is the general theme of things, or things that were, um, you know, we feel like were recent are actually so long ago that this person we're talking to is not going to know what we're talking about. Are we, amongst other but things, we're, we're talking about telescoping. That. Is that what? Yeah, well, the we're telescoping is the, is the fact that. We we can't really tell the difference between fifteen hundred and fourteen hundred, yeah. but we can tell the difference between two thousand and ten and two thousand and five. Right? That's right. the that's how telescoping, which, which makes sense. You know, everything yeah. further away it gets, further into the future, further into the past, things look more similar to one another. Mm. Um, this isn't quite that. This is to do with okay, what is it that makes things seem a certain amount of time ago? What makes them feel recent, but what makes them feel like a long mm. time ago? Mm. Um, so I've got a few things that I'd like you to have a stab at when they were, mm. right? You give us roughly when you think it was, yeah. And then um, uh, Tom, you can have us. You can, you can even say you've got an extra option, which is what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, he'll sit okay. there mystified. Unless it's okay. Nico and the Bunnyman uh, question. Um, Potter's Bar rail crash. Um, I, th I get my rail crashes mixed up. Mixed up. I was going to say ninety six. Ninety eight, ninety six. Tom. Do you know what it is? I've I've heard the phrase, but I don't really know anything about it, so um, I wouldn't want to guess. Disappearance of MH370. Hold on, that was later, actually, the Potter's Bar, Potter's Bar thing, because they talked about the sounds of... No, you're, now, you're trying to reason your way to it. Now, I don't want that. Fair enough. We want fine, 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 fine. Disappearance Sorry. of MH370. Oh. Uh, Roughly how long ago was that? Ten years ago. So, what, 2012? More recent. I'd no, it's more 15 recent. years ago. 15, you no, think, think 2007? I think it was 2008, 9-ish. And I said nine. 12. Okay, so um, the first image of a black hole produced. Oh, I have no idea. 
Oh, no idea. That, that photo of the black hole. Two years ago. You yeah, reckon that that's 20, re- 2020, that roughly? pretty recent, yeah. I agree okay, uh, the um, uh, Damien Hurst shark. Ooh, that's going to be... the young British artists. It's got to be sometime in the 90s. So I'm going to say uh, 95. 90s, yeah. well, you went in 95 90, and 92, you reckon? Um, I, I don't know about the shark, but I think I have memories of the cow, and I don't think I really have memories from the 90s. So I'm going to say like 2000. Okay. And um, what about uh, Roy Jenkins getting elected as the SDP leader, Tom? Mm. Ooh. So that is <laughs> what's your, it's going to be what's your 80 because he wasn't the first. Oh, you're reasoning again. Sorry. Sorry. So I'm going to say 86. 86. Yeah, I, think so it was, uh, I think it was earlier than that, but I'll say 86. I'm just going on the general general feeling that I have of the SDP, which is, yeah, mid 80s. Maybe I'd say maybe like mm. 84. Yeah, not bad. Closer, actually, than this guy um, who supposedly lived through it. No. So what I'm trying to do supposedly. here. Is work out, so there's this theory. Uh, well, actually, it's been tested kinda with um, with with interviews and surveys and stuff. That um, your subjective timeline is driven by the number of significant events that occur. So it's almost like you like you take all the significant events and you line them up, and that's your sense of time. So if you had a particularly significant, like a particularly event-driven era. Mm. Um, that will t- appear to take up a longer amount of time. Mm. So what I've tr- tried to work out is when we ought to think things happened. And um, there, I did, the way that I did it is I looked at Wikip- the number of dates in Wikipedia mm-hmm. um, that are... Uh, or the, so I took a timeline of the 21st century and I looked, looked at the number of events in every year. Yeah. So, like, there might be a year which doesn't have many events. So, and that Yeah, one year's got that 10, year one's got less time. Yeah, we'll just forget about that year. But... Um, so my in theory 2014 which is when mh370 disappeared uh, should feel like twi- roughly like 2011 i think because there's been more stuff happened since 2014 there's a lot more news hmm. since 2014 so tw- so so in fact 2014 should feel longer ago than it sure. did and in fact you all said a date earlier than 2014 yeah. Yeah. 2002 which was when um, the Potter's Bar rail crash was. I think you said sort of late I said 90s, 96, I think. You were trying yeah. to push it forward. Yeah. Um, and then the, the shark, you were actually disappointingly correct. Someone said 2000, I think, for the shark. I think that was time. Yeah, yeah. it's actually 1992, <laughs> which I find surprisingly long ago. Yeah. Um, and then the, the black hole image, um, you said 2020, was actually 2019. It was not much. It's very hard to tell. The point is, I don't think I've proved anything with that exercise. No. Fun um, though. It, well, it, I mean, other than that, actually, we didn't do bad badly on that task at all. Um, but but uh, but I uh, see. I think there is this sweet spot, or there's this there's this point in time mm. where things go from being relatively recent to being actually that was quite a long time ago. So things like, do you remember the Russell Brand Jonathan Ross prank call to Andrew, Andrew Sachs? Yeah, what two thousand and ten. Yeah, I, 2008, but it feels more okay. recent to me that. But I think that is in that's in the that's on that little. Yeah. It's going out the window. Yeah, of yeah, recent, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's very oh, firmly say, getting towards. I say that's well out of that window for me. I was right. going to guess earlier because it feels like a long time ago. But that's because you've come through a very formative period at that time, perhaps. Allegedly. And so many events are happening to you around that period. Whereas Maybe. for wizened old gits like well me, not these two. Um, We're just tired it's, old yeah, <laughs> it's it's um, nothing's been happening to me for the last ten years. What so about the first same-sex uh, weddings taking place in the, in the UK? UK? Yeah, uh, actual marriages. That's going to be well. Surely that's. De- 20, I'm sorry, I'm rationalising. It's David 20, Cameron, right? So 
Um, something like that, yeah. 20, 2014? Yeah. Look, basically, we're kind of about right, I yeah. think. But maybe maybe we're, we're, we're plausibly a bit more au fait with things like the news and history yeah. than mm. some we, people are. We're maybe. just massively cognitive and uh, well, yeah, a, a, cognitively aware, maybe. Well, I don't know. Following on from Nick's <laughs> miniature social study there, which yeah. just wasn't very nice. Inconclusive. Inconclusive, yeah. like any given, good, any good social studies yeah. experiment. Uh, I think they've missed a, they've missed an opportunity with these lists. So they, they, if they just standardised the way the list was produced, mm. so if it, had, it started off with just being professors, it should always have been just professors. Um, but they should have done a parallel list, which was done by the students, like what the what the student you know, these outdated references that the the, the um, professors were using, yeah. doing them or what the student rather what the students thought were important references that the the, 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 the professors might not know. If they run those two, if they every year being produced in complete isolation, they'd give you a really interesting sort of comparison between the different perceptions yeah. of, of lots of things. Uh, Actually, and then that would be good. The student lists from twenty years ago could gradually become the well, they, the yes, professor list. You do yeah. a longitudinal, you do a longitudinal comparison. Were they correct? You know, were they correct? But what yeah. was significant? And I also think that longitudinal comparison would be interesting for seeing how fast different things fade. Mm. Yes. I mean, it would what would a vinyl pa- records what a data fade very be? slowly, right? Yeah. Mini discs. Does anyone really yeah, remember mini discs? I like the exactly. way you're thinking about this. However, in contrast, what I was thinking would be a cool <laughs> thing to do would be just for, just for for lols, just throw in the odd reference, the odd fact, which is totally unfactual. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. for example, the U.S. and Canada went to war for nine months in 1983. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and, and things like your students might not realise that um, only recently that. Christians would still be allowed to kill at, at public games and things yeah. like that, and, and throw things in like that. That's I've got uh, a, I've got a suggestion for um for a for the th- for a question. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Um, what is the thing that we think is probably weirdest, and which we fa- from from our lives, yeah, that we think young people would be most interested to hear was true or happened? I've got one straight. I've, off the uh, bat. Yeah, I've got I've got one. But um, yeah, that's a good question. Should I be the judge of this? Oh, that's not as a bad idea. I think person. you are casting no, yourself no, no. as a young person again. I oh, think you've you got. A, you have got. I'm to the most young getting, person of the that's people. That's true. Here. So, yeah. do we mean future generations, or do we mean generations? Well, I, like, I don't people like I, Tom I think you now. could do one for like what is true now that we think will be surprising. But I think that involves forecasting change. So in I've got a way one that, of those. No, it's more like something that was true in our lifetimes. Okay. That 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 we would want to write down. Okay, did you realise this was true? Because it's going to amaze you. What would be the most surprising thing that we? Nice. Give me a yeah. minute, yeah. Give well, I've minute. I've got I've got one, but I I feel like that's well. I can go. I can dive into it if you like. You, you, might give, you go on then. Yeah, and then I'll give you guys time. No, I think Tom should still have a go. Yeah, but we can also use him as a judge for surprisingness. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to surprise Tom, right? Yeah, I did. I was thinking about the um, acceptability of kind of just racist jokes on telly in the mm. early eighties. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, but 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 in fact, I, even at the time, I think it was not universally accepted, and there was quite a lot of people who thought it was something that needed to change. But I, I'd say the thing that I think probably most surprising was that um, when I was a kid, you, you, there was a smoking carriage on the tube. Mm. I'd say that one. That one is like. There's so one. much wrongness in there <laughs> by today's standards. <laughs> but when I was a kid, you could smoke anywhere on the yeah, tube, well, I think. I, so, yeah. yeah but, I, along those lines... But hold on, is that no, surprising? There were, no, actually, there was. And up until, I think, about 1980... 
there was like a, a non-smoking carriage on the tube and then they switched it around <laughs> yeah, so there was yeah. a smoking carriage remember, and that's the one my dad used to get on so, I remember getting told and there off there were cigarette butts lined up on the in the yeah, slats on the floor that's right yeah. yeah I remember getting told off in about 94 um, for having a cigarette at a tube station uh, on just on the um, I hope you said the... it's free country mate <laughs> and, and also because the law had only just come in and like I say I'm guessing more or less when it was but um, so anything surprising about that? Well, I think actually, I think that would be surprising in future. Um, for me, what I've always found more surprising, because at least a, a, you know a carriage is sealed off. I've always found it surprising that planes used to have yeah. a smoking side yeah. and a non-smoking side. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there was a there yeah. was like a, a meter gap between you yeah. and the smokers. Well, it was usually actually at the yeah, back it was of the, the tail end was the yeah. which yeah. was yeah. actually also yeah, I think was, the safest place. So. Yeah, it was also the f most fun place. Quite but just frankly. sort of offsetting the risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing a service. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a socialist service. Yeah, Peter, you were going to say something or well along the healthy things. So I remember when they sold leaded petrol. Which is crazy mm. considering we knew for so long that it was really, really bad for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, engine knocking, permanent brain yeah, damage, well, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really worse. Was it, yeah, also yeah. was it bad for the environment for some reason as well? Or Not was it really. Just people? The environment right. It's just young and particularly children, really bad yeah. for developing brains. Then um, the the other weird thing is now this might this might speak to the kind of town that I grew up in rather than anything else, but you couldn't get coffee to go. Um, it was not a thing. If you, there were coffee shops and tea rooms and things, but mm. you, you, it wasn't like now where every coffee shop will give you a coffee to go. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's mm. that's one of those good everyday life things mm. that um, you wouldn't think to mention. Yeah, mm. yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something, but uh, I can't really. Um, it just makes me sound like a Daily Mail reader, which is. Um, yeah, just the extent that kids were allowed to just go off and do stuff. And no, that's you know, that's a cliche. You're not allowed that. I know, but it's true. Though. Well, it's not. I, I don't I, think it's necessarily. I grew up in London, and I wasn't allowed to just go off and do stuff. Yeah, when but I was, the, you when know, I was eight. London, sad to say, is not the majority of the UK. So in the majority of the UK, you were allowed to just go off and do stuff. Plus, also, I'm younger than you, and so maybe. <laughs> sorry, I'm older than you. It's gonna say. <laughs> I'm older than you. Maybe in London, five, ten years before you did. But yeah, I don't, I don't think mine's a very good example. However, one I do have for the future, though, and I might have mentioned this before is the fact that we drive cars ourselves yeah i think 20 years yeah, from now people will go what and i think my kids 10 20 years from now go do you remember when our dad used to drive the car himself you know and had all those accidents still does yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah but tom was there something anything yeah, go on what, yeah. what are you going to bequeath to the next it was your insight for the well, next generation i think one that might become more kind of not not like unknown but might seem seem very different in the future is buying things physically. Whereas, mm. you know, now you download an ebook, you you download music. I mean, nowadays you don't even do that. You stream music or films or whatever, or you download a computer game. Whereas before, you know, having stacks and stacks of DVDs or, yeah. or PC games or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be a bit alien. Having to have a good file naming convention to organize your life. Oh, not this again. Like, you will always need that, uh, Peter. Computers well, can't you, do it's it. It's only when you're in the paradigm of dealing with files, but most people aren't in their day-to-day -day lives. They're just using an app. They just go to the app that's doing that one thing. Yeah. Um, and the necessity of CD racks, things like that. Um, we've got to stop there. Um, all right, that was fun. Um, thank you, as always, for joining us on the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Tom Spence, Peter Coghill, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Mm -hmm.